0: What's going on everyone and welcome back to the Nerdwide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, and with my favorite co hosting friend here. This is Mr. Chris Rivers. Now, Chris, how are you and how has your week been?
1: Uh my week was crap. Oh. But uh, yeah, it the weekend's here so it got better. Yeah. Um now I had to work overtime Friday, so I have one day less on the weekend. Yeah. But we got a short week coming up, so
0: is that, uh, we, do you think they did that in preparation for this week coming up, or?
1: No, no. We we were just behind, and so we had to hit our numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so I had the week off. The week has been crazy, filled with a bunch of shenanigans. I played a lot of video games, which was the biggest thing. Uh, the weekend was probably the the craziest uh, of uh, everything. If if you, can, if you can't tell. I'm not as hyped up or, um, I don't know, I just seem a little down. Energetic. But energetic, that's, that's the word. I went to my 10-year high school reunion last night and uh, had a little, little way too much to drink. And I'm not hung over, but I am having some uh, heart palpitations and a little bit of side effects from the, uh, all of the vomiting I did for the past uh, while.
1: So, so were there yeah. any interesting developments at the reunion, like people that everyone back then thought was going to be like, they're going to make it, and now they're just not, No. or vice versa?
0: No, not really. It was, there were supposed to be a lot more people, but it turns out not a lot of people bought tickets. Like, I think there was 29 of us that actually graduated that went last night, and their spouses. But mm. it, it was okay. I mean, I'm not complaining. It was good to see a lot of the people that I haven't seen or heard of or you know not on social media or anything so I don't know anything about their lives since uh, you know since 10 years ago and it was fun right. catching up with them and figuring out where everyone's at in life now um, a lot of the people that were more of your I guess your jockey kind of guys really ballooned up and weight wise and like some of them were a little bit yeah. not really I, I was the one of the ones that just kind of was there like I mean I was friends with everybody uh-huh. I didn't really have you know enemies there but was just funny watching people and seeing how they are now compared to what they were our senior year yeah so it was it was fun i wish i didn't drink that much because we were going to watch the movie when we got home last night uh did not watch the movie i slept beside the toilet so that lets anybody know how my night was (laughs) so not as long as you're comfortable yeah, yeah i mean it was it was fine i slept so I can't complain too terribly much. Um, but there's a whole lot to get into. Um, for the video game section, we'll talk about what I did this week. Um, we got some fun TV stuff to talk about. a new Spider-Man trailer dropped this week on Tuesday. Yeah. And Dieter, uh, oh, and I've got a lot of things to say about it. Um, so we'll get there. But first, this is the NerdWide Podcast, episode 49. Next week is going to be our big 5 episode. Uh, so hopefully a lot of news drops so we can talk about that and have some fun with it. Just uh, a quick housekeeper real quick. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or whatever podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on the podcasting apps. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment and let us know how we can improve the show. If you want to do more, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. There's a couple different tiers there with a couple little goodies on each tier if you want to subscribe and throw us some money that way. Uh, Chris, I want to know, I know you did a lot of overtime this week, so did you watch any new TV?
1: No, in fact, um, I did so little TV that I even forgot that we were watching Hitmonkey.
0: Well, it's, I don't feel like they promoted that show as much as other shows in the past, at least to Mm -hmm. me. Um, I don't watch a lot of live TV anyways, but I watch a lot of things through Hulu and mm-hmm. I felt like I would have seen a lot more ads. Um, so I watched the first episode. and It turns out they dropped the whole season. I like it. I think I'm going to watch more of it when things calm down a little bit more with our TV shows and movies and things like that. Mainly video games. So I'm just going to go there. But once video games slow down a little bit more. But I like it because it reminds me of a mix between Archer and Invincible. So it's yeah. it's got the animation. It's very gory and things like Invincible, but it's got like mm-hmm. the more so the animation that Archer is like that kind okay. of um, adulty animation. But it's fun, and I didn't realize Jason Sudeikis is one of the main characters. Um, he's an assassin that essentially trains the Hit Monkey. Uh, uh-huh. Olivia Munn is in it. George, uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name, Taki. From uh okay. Takai, from uh, I always do that. From uh Star Trek, he's in nine episodes. I mean, there's a lot of heavy hitters in this, and Jason Sudeikis is a lot, of, is a lot of fun because I've recently watched him a lot in Ted Lasso, so to see him in this very cussy character, uh he's I mean, he's an assassin, and it's just very fun. And if anyone else watched it, let us know in the comments if you liked it. But I, I am probably going to catch up just, I don't know when yet. But it, it, it's All fun. Right. I think you would like it.
1: I'll, I'll check it out this week. I'll have more time. Yeah. Uh, I
0: restarted Psych um, two weeks ago. No, this past week. Because the Psych is doing a watch-along podcast, kind of like what Scrubs has been doing that I've been paying attention to. So I started uh-huh. restarting watching it. I'm only two episodes in. That's how much the podcast is on. And then I'm still watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I am in season 14 now, so I am only I'm on the season this last season, so I'm almost caught up at this point. But the reason I bring them back up is because they also started their podcast watch log as well. A lot of people are doing this, and I mean it's it's all my favorite shows that I enjoy watching. And theirs I like the most right now is because they're all about 30, 33 minutes, and it's quick little, you know, introspective, to everything that was going on in their lives then, how it got started. But this is very short and sweet. It's not, uh-huh. you know, very serious. It's, it's very fun. Like, I think they did it on set in between their uh, recording the new episodes. So gotcha. I, I just enjoy it. But, but, Chris, people didn't come here to know what we enjoy and what we're listening to. They want to know the f- season finale in episode nine of Doom Patrol for season three. Spoilers! Tanks are up. If you've not watched these episodes, we're kind of to briefly touch on episode nine, Evil Patrol, and then kind of roll straight into episode ten, which was Immense Patrol, um, which was the finale. So episode nine was the end of the eternal. I guess the recovering period from eternal flagellation. Uh, everyone comes back to the house after everything that kind of happened. We see Cyborg is now fully human. Um, in skin wise, oh. he's no yeah he's no longer a superhero. Um, we see them talking to Rita Farr in this episode. Uh, let's see, in the journey to Flo- they start a journey to Florida to take down Brain and um, God, what's her name Rouge, Madame Rouge, because they yeah. all figured out that she's the big bad guy here, and we got to take her down. And so they start that. They get in the wreck at the episode of nine, and then episode ten is what picks up right after that. Now. As a whole, this season might have been my least favorite. I don't, I don't know what it was. Now the finale, I didn't I thought it was okay, but I didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And I don't really know why. Um, we got a lot of fun with this one. Um, Rita, Larry, and everyone waking up from the bus crash. Uh, we see Jane kind of laying unconscious still longer than everybody else, but we find out that in the underground there's a big cave in that Kay was trapped behind or in. We really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we find that Rita's the only one still wanting to go to Florida to save Cliff because Cliff got kidnapped in the last episode because the brain's like, oh, I can put my brain in here and have a walking body, which he does. He was a funny little aspect at the beginning of this episode. Um, mm-hmm. We see I can also in this episode, Cliff goes into the giant robot we saw from last season with Doom Patrol. Um, mm-hmm. and it was I thought that was fun. There was they saved the day and we find out that the little worm parasite thing is actually a what do we gonna call that? The um, a negative spirit baby and it's not our negative yeah. spirit. So it's really weird. But he goes back into his body. Larry seems to have these new powers. He's, he's, he's more so one with the negative spirit now. So, but it's it was an okay episode. I just, not my favorite season overall. I'm glad that Michelle Gomez seems like she's sticking around and staying as a part of this yeah. cast. I've always really liked her as an actress, so it's, I'm glad we see her. Um, we didn't really wrap up the sisterhood of Dada like at all, I don't feel like. So I think that's gonna be more so of our next season of season four, of what happens with them. But overall, it was okay. I mean, it's no Titans, yeah, but
1: no. I I think though that uh, one thing that's exciting about it is there's a chance because they've they they all are kind of owning now the the fact that. No, we're we're superheroes. Right. You know, we have we have these abilities. And before they haven't done that. You know. Jane especially mm-hmm. was very quick to point out in the past we're not some superhero team. And now she's gung ho about going and, and fixing problems and mm-hmm. saving people and so I did see online that there is a question of will they get basically team uniforms Mm. next year and officially be a a team yeah um well
0: they like this one ended with them taking the time machine to so many odd minutes in the future to stop whatever monster is wherever it's at and i like that they each of them had their name taped to their heads and kind of like what they're in their mission board and everything else, who they are. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I, I'm i not a big fan of time travel. So we'll see how long this machine stays in, in role. But they're going to have to have some yeah. way of traveling.
1: You know, when I was telling you about the show, uh, and I, I, I thought about this, when they use the machine, right? Mm-hmm. I was telling you about the show and I was like, I think you'll like it it's a more adult version sort of, of legends Mm -hmm. and now they've got a way to time travel right now. They're a team and they can
0: time travel now
1: (laughs) with a twist, Oh, but still, (laughs) but it's, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see a crossover between those two shows. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No.
0: And Uh, I wish they would. I wish they would with all the the CW verse at this point Um, with the Titans, because with the Titans, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, especially with the legends and with the way the legends make fun of each other and break the fourth wall a little bit. I think it'd be a lot of fun with however they do yeah. it. And then like, cause the legends get, cause they say the F word a lot in Doom Patrol and at yeah. Titans really. And I can see them getting on the legend ship and start doing that. And they'd be like, Whoa, Hey, this is a, this is a TV network show. We can't do that. Something like that. Cause you, know, they'd play off. Yeah. Of it. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I mean that was Doom Patrol season three. I felt like it was very short. I mean it's only ten episodes, um, but I felt like it came and went. We waited for it, but we're getting a season four. I'm expecting it to be about the same time next year. I would think so. If yeah. I would imagine, if they keep the cast, and going on. right,
1: leading into that.
0: Um, yeah, it will be fun. We'll we'll see what happens in the future. I just, I mean, again, I'm really excited. Michelle Gomez is on the show. It seems
1: like we'll she's gladly going to take. We'll gladly take uh, 15 episodes. Yeah, whatever they Uh, want to throw at us. For season four. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd like some more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And does fly by.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of flying by, our only news story here for TV is that The Witcher showrunner has plans for the series through seven seasons. And you know what? Henry Cavill is on board. We're going to IGN.com for this one by Adele Ankers. Henry Cavill has thrown in his support behind The Witcher showrunner Lauren Schmidt Hissrich's seven-season plan for the widely popular Netflix series. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter for a recent feature, Cavill suggested that he would be up for reprising his role as Geralt of Rivia for seven seasons if the show keeps going, though he did have one stipulation. Absolutely, Cavill said in regards to supporting the vision, as long as we keep telling great stories to honor author uh, Spkowski's work. Uh, Cavill's caveat for the future of the series is one that has stayed on the forefront of the minds when developing the show, though Hisrich told THR that Cavill had presented a number of ideas for the show's second season, which arrives this year on December 17th, as he was keen to find a way to his character to open up more in the coming episodes. A lot of the notes he was sending to me were about Geralt's dialogue. Could he, first of all, say more? Uh, his work said, Everybody came out of season one laughing and loving Geralt's fuming, but Henry was saying that when you read the books, you spend a lot of time in Geralt's head. So how can we put that on the page? Meanwhile, I wanted to tell the story of him becoming a father figure to Siri, so those two things coalesce wonderfully. He opens up to get Siri to trust him by speaking his mind and his heart more. All in. I mean, The Witcher show is great, and if y'all want to do seven seasons, I will watch every single one of them religiously, so...
1: So, so not not having started that show yet. Let let me ask you this: If they did change that up a little bit, and sort of had a narration mm-hmm. blowing over it, so that he essentially was talking more, but it was inner monologue, right? Would that work for the show?
0: I I think so. I think it would bring more to his character. I mean, he he didn't talk a whole. I mean, he talked a lot. I mean, in in a sense, but not a whole lot. Which, like, if you are reading the books, you are reading what Geralt is thinking. And I feel like they could easily translate that into the show if they wanted to. Like, just have him, like, a narration of what's kind of going on. Like, not so much a narration of when the characters are talking to each other. But when you're doing these scenes or traveling or something like that, you can have him talking over and things. Like, what's going on in his head? I feel like, Chris, that's actually a good idea. I think that would work a lot well. A lot better, rather. Cool. So...
1: Hopefully they do that then. Yeah, that'd be smart. Especially if he's on board with it. Yeah. He's, like, yeah he,
0: he's on for seven seasons. He goes, I'm in. It's all he wants to do is respect the author's work of the books. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, you're, you can't get any better than who you are right now. I just, I mean, just become James Bond at this point. Releases this week, Wednesday, November 24th. We get our first episode of Hawkeye on Disney+. And I couldn't be any more excited because I've heard some great things about this show already. And I I love me some uh, Clint Barton, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready for the next story of him. I don't. I, so going in, do you think uh, Clint Barton dies? And we get the new Hawkeye.
1: Ah uh, no no no. I I think if anything, he goes out into the world as Ronan and just mm. disappears yeah. and they, they leave him alive so they can call on that character when they need it. Yeah. Um, just... I do wonder if anything, what they'll, what may be in this show to sort of set something else up in Spider-Man. Oh, cause I mean, um, it, it's
0: going to dump right into it.
1: Yeah. So, so,
0: Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for Spider-Man. Okay. Let, let's get our right to it. Um, Movies, my friend. All you. I'm ready for this. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, I know I didn't watch anything else this week.
0: I watched... uh, I touched on it last week. I've been watching the Spider-Man movies. And we watched The Amazing Spider-Man this week with um, Andrew Garfield. And let me tell you right Mm -hmm. now, uh, I'm pretty sure even with Tom Holland Spider-Man, as of right now, I like the amazing Spider-Man movies more. Like I feel like they are more comically accurate and I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and what they did with him as a character. Um, It's just, especially going back watching all these again, I'm starting to realize where I'm at with these and it just makes me so much more excited for December for um, the new
1: Spider-Man movie. I mean, it really does. So that's it. That's all I've watched this week. Cool. Uh, in, including uh, no red notice. No, yeah, because no. because of your. Uh,
0: you can you can thank the class of 2011 for that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I'll say this about that movie because um, I checked it out. I think you're gonna like it. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's yeah. got Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The Rock, I mean, what, Johnson. what's not to love? You know what I mean?
1: Right. <laughs> All right, so next week we'll do Red Notice. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want a spoiler to my rating for that movie, check out my letterboxed because I've already put it on there. All right, first up in news because we got a lot of gaming stuff to get to, Mm -hmm. but we also have some stuff here in news to talk about. Here's one that's. I'll, I'll I'll check this out. <laughs> I hate <you>. um, from <laughs> what? That's hit you. <laughs> from from Todd Spangler over at Variety. Harry Potter returned to Hogwarts special to reunite Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson and Rupert Grint for HBO Max. Um Wow, it's been two decades. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think about. Wow. Since the no, these really took over the world. Old. Yeah. <laughs> um they're going to be joining filmmaker Christopher Columbus and other cast members from all 8 Harry Potter films in a retrospective special to celebrate the anniversary of the franchise's first film, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which premiered 20 years ago today. Mhm. Um it's going to premiere on New Year's Day, January 1st, 2022, and will tell an enchanting making-of story through all new in-depth interviews and cast conversations, according to HBO Max. Um, all eight of the films are currently streaming on HBO Max. So it's it's interesting that we're just getting the news of this, right. of them joining the special, and it's going to air New Year's Day.
0: Right. And from what I've been That's reading quick. or hearing, JK Rowling has nothing to do with this special, which is what oh. I like. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're also going to air this, by the way, on Warner Media's TBS and Cartoon Network later in the spring. So, if you don't have HBO Max, it's something that you're willing to wait for. You get it for free if you have cable. If you don't have cable,
0: well yeah, then you're you're kinda of SOL.
1: <laughs> then you probably want to subscribe to HBO Max. Right. But yeah. That I mean it's it's worth checking out. It's two decades though, Chris. Just just throwing that in there. Two two just two decades. <laughs> two decades. I was wow. I was working Yeah, I was working at Blockbuster.
0: Oh, it's crazy. Right on the height of all this. I can I know the From Prisoner of Azkaban, so the third one forward, I watched all in theaters. The first two, the first one came in, I was was eight years old. And then the second one, I remember watching and being terrified of um, on my way to my older sister's graduation. So, other than Ah, that, it was, ah.
1: uh, I can remember all that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're going to move on because... I'm starting to feel really old. (laughs) So, uh, the next bit of news, Spider-Man No Way Home new trailer has brought us so many Easter eggs. Now,
0: do you think they should have released this trailer? Or were you okay with just the one trailer?
1: If they had just done the one trailer, uh, I would have been fine with it. Mm -hmm. After seeing this trailer... I'm very happy they released it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, I was afraid it was going to give away
0: too much, and some would say that it does. So if you don't want to know any of our thoughts or anything that people have really picked through, uh, fast forward through this a little bit because we're going to talk about the trailer pretty well. Um, so we're both in agreement though, that all three Spider-Men are in this movie and that they digitally edited them out for this trailer. Yeah. Um, the picture I sent you, I'm going to show it on screen here on, on, uh, if you're watching on YouTube is the picture of like a little final fight scene. The lizard here is jumping towards somebody and electro is jumping towards somebody. Now there is also a piece in this trailer from right after this or right during this scene, the lizard gets punched and doubles backwards. If you watch, if you Mm -hmm. slow this down, you can see the lizard get punched and double like he twists his neck and doubles back. I mean, <laughs> well, and it's
1: it's also the fact that there's not just one person edited out, right? So they do show us one Spider-Man there, yes, and three villains. Mm-hmm. So no,
0: we've got five villains.
1: Well, in that in You're that right. shot, yeah. you've got Lizard, Electro, and Sandman, mm-hmm. and you've just got. One Spider Man. Yep, allegedly Tom Holland. So, right.
0: So, uh... Dude, it's, it's it's going to be such a good movie, and like, I, uh, we can do this. It's been a while since Venom's been out. Venom two. We still don't have not seen Venom in any trailers, any mentions, or anything. So, I mean, I know that surprise is going to be in this movie.
1: Here's a question, though, right? Uh-huh. We're talking about they edited out a Spider-Man. What if they edited out Venom? See, I, I'm, they've done. They're they know what they're doing, and
0: they're giving us some things, but they're not giving us everything. And like I for sure, listen, when Mary Jane is falling, we're all in agreement that Andrew Garfield's going to save her, right? Because he's going to. Uh, I can I see it in my head. He's going to correct his mistake in this world. That he did with Gwen Stacy at the, yeah. in Amazing Spider-Man 2 when she died. So, I mean, it's like almost scene for scene what happens.
1: Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. the question is, is that him? Because I think the person we see reach for her uh-huh. is Tom Holland. Right. I think Andrew Garfield's going to come in from the side and, like, swing in right, and grab her. her. It's, or something like that this
0: movie is going to be so absolutely insane i didn't from the first trailer i didn't realize that spider-man and doctor strange were going to be fighting in this movie mm-hmm. um i like that alfred molina is not or assuming he's not so much a bad guy once he realizes it's not his pierre parker because right. you, you did see him absorb the suit his nanite suit right into his arms oh dude like it's just so crazy
1: I, I like the way, and and that's one thing I liked about this trailer. We've got a couple of comedic moments mm-hmm. that kind of break that seriousness. Because it's going to have a
0: lot of tension. This
1: film is like the yeah, like uh, when he tells them his name is Otto Octavius, and they all kind of look at him for a minute and start laughing. Right. <laughs> no, really, what <laughs> you know? Because these or, kids
0: are still teenagers in high school. So, I mean, yeah. even post-blip. And, I mean, dude, this is going to be so much fun. Like, I mean, we we get his black and gold suit, which is, everyone is saying it's his suit turned inside out to absorb the uh, electrical polarity from uh, Electro, and that's what that suit is. I don't know. I'm not that convinced that's what it is. But if if that's even Tom Holland, because we don't know. But William right. Defoe is confirmed to be in this film which the next new story is I thought it was a really fun one uh, we're about uh-huh. to talk about but we've got him so we've got five characters if if you don't count wait no Sane Man uh, Electro Lizard. why am I blanking everybody right now Lizard Lizard uh, Otto Octavius I mean that's four who am I Green Goblin Green Goblin so that's five who is our sixth member of the Sinister Six? Because, I mean, that's that's what they're building here. And I don't right. know if, like, maybe we get... Um, Vulture? Vulture comes back in somehow, someway, because we know the Vulture is in Morbius, though, which they keep delaying. Same thing they do with Venom. Every time Spider-Man got delayed, Morbius got delayed. So, mm-hmm. and could be, could be the Vulture come back. Oh, dude, I'm just. Yeah. I need this film. I don't want to see anything else. You know, just just give it to me.
1: I also wondered, you know, because they have that shot of him in that in that suit. I keep saying him mm-hmm. like it's Tom Holland <laughs> in that sort of black suit. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what if it's Miles Morales?
0: See, don't don't do that to me, Chris. We can't.
1: What? We can't do that. What, if, like, what so- if we end up with four Spider-Man?
0: Right. I don't
1: know. I'm just... oh,
0: see, the big thing is, and there's a new story I wish I would put it in the docket, but Tom Holland has said this week during interviews and stuff that if he's doing this past the, past the age of 30, which I don't know how old he is now, but if he's still doing this past the age of 30, he's doing it wrong. He says, because I feel like I should be passing the torch. He said, because I don't want to hold on to this role that long. But he's hoping for Miles Morales to pass the torch, too. Which would be so much fun um, to put on screen, but Tom that... Holland's twenty five. Yeah, so I mean, he's got five more years, give or take. And with with the multiverse opening up, and depends what happens with this movie. I mean, he could be done with the MCU. This could potentially be one of his last ones. So,
1: yeah, and to me, that's the other thing to talk about with this trailer is. Um... The last scene in the trailer is Strange and Parker talking
0: with the purple,
1: and and Strange is saying they're all coming through, and I can't stop them, and it's this huge arc <laughs> all across the sky of, and who knows how many, they... and I'm wondering, I'm kind of wondering if, because I assume it's set in the same universe if you look closely if you'll be able to see for instance some of the characters that'll show up on shows like She-Hulk mm. that they're that they're planning to introduce yeah. cuz you're going to have all these characters, heroes and villains coming through and it's it's going to create and I also wonder how soon that happens right okay. because you get a lot of lead in to the time leading up to them casting the spell mm-hmm. from what we can tell and that obviously happens after it so
0: oh, see, I I, could see Marvel doing some just dumb hype stuff and that be the end of this movie like right when that purple stuff he says that and then something happens and just cuts to black and then you get the next yeah. half of it in Doctor Strange's movie Multiverse of Madness yeah. I could see them doing that now will yeah. they do that? I don't know, but I would be mad, but also very impressed if they did, because that is hyping up
1: Multiverse of Madness so much. If they did that, and and then you kind of look at the uh, the thing that we've mentioned before with Marvel, I mean, half this trailer could not even be in the movie, right? We just don't know. Yeah, they they
0: throw just dummy plots and dummy scenes in these trailers all the time. It's just yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, I love it, I can't wait I'm so excited
1: Alright, let's get to the next news story, which is tied to Spider-Man and this comes from I mean, it comes from Business Insider India, so mm-hmm. if you want to know how far this influence of these films goes, there we are um, Kirsten Acuna is the uh, is the who the byline belongs to. And it says, Tom Holland says the first time he met Willem Dafoe on the set of Spider-Man No Way Home, he had no idea who he bumped into because the actor was wearing a cloak for Mm -hmm. secrecy. Um, And they're confirming Willem Dafoe returns as the Green Goblin in Spider-Man No Way Home. And um, it mentions that during an event, during a fan event to debut the film's new trailer, which insider attended? Holland recounted meeting Defoe, who's reprising his role as the Green Goblin from 2002's Spider Man in the sequel. I just sort of bumped into this guy in a cloak and was like, Watch out, mate, Holland told the crowd at the Regal Theater in Sherman Oaks, California on Tuesday night. He took his hood off and I almost got really scared. I was like, Oh shit, the Goblin's here. <laughs> um i'm pretty sure he wasn't
0: supposed to tell people this by the way that that defoe was back in the film
1: because we didn't know that well this was when the second at the premiere of the second yeah yeah yeah
0: well we did we we saw the same outfit of of willem defoe's green goblin but we didn't know that was him underneath the mask so i don't know if this was supposed to be a spoilery thing or he just why not he uh, on. his voice is in the trailer Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was in the first trailer.
1: It, it, he has a, a line in this one. Though. Um, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, I, I know that a lot of times they'll do stuff to keep things secret as long as possible. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to have him just wandering <laughs> just around. Just bump into cloak. him. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you know. Who knows? Willem Dafoe may have bumped into him intentionally. Yeah. I I think that's
0: what happened. Just a reaction. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Some Disney-related news. From IGN, byline credit goes to Adele anchors. How weird would it be if this was, like, actually the real Adele? Yeah. Just had a big CD come out and still write for IGN. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And it's titled, Scarlett Johansson is working on a top-secret Marvel project, but it doesn't involve Black Widow. She's serving as a producer on the upcoming project. Um, let's see, let's get down. According to Deadline, Marvel boss Kevin Feige teased the studio's top-secret project while he was paying tribu- tribute to Johansson in recognition of her being awarded the American Cinematech Award on Thursday night. He noted the next collaboration between the studio and the actress has nothing to do with her MCU character, Natasha Romanoff. A reporter from The Hollywood Reporter, who was also in attendance at the awards show, shared videos of the night's proceedings on Twitter, including one of Feige's speech in which he mentioned Marvel's secret project with Johansson. And that is available, um, it's probably everywhere by now, but it 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 was initially tweeted out it looks like by chris gardner at chris s gardner um so check that out it's exciting and it just mentioned yeah he kept all the details secret but it does make you wonder what she's involved with i kind of i wonder if we're going to get a like maybe a a disney plus series or Elena oh, and Yeah. And maybe also the rest of the family. Maybe David Harbour comes back. Right. And she's just producer on the show. Yeah.
0: I mean, it lets you know how much Kevin Feige loves her as an actress and a person though, if he's bringing her yeah. back to produce on things.
1: When when all that went down with the lawsuit, he it was known publicly that he was on her side yeah. and he was not happy with Disney. I mean so. I can't blame him though. And she got her right, money. So. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like he's kind of of the mentality that uh, the Marvel family is the Marvel family, and you don't mess with the Marvel yeah. family. You don't go and back on he, And he has that ability too, because he can kind of say, "Look at all the money we're making you. Right? You're gonna just short her this when it's a drop in the bucket.
0: Yeah. When we're making you so much money, that's yeah. not even pocket change for you guys to pay her what she was due."
1: Right. Uh, one release this week in theaters. It looks like it's Resident Evil time. Resident <laughs> Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Is in cinemas November 24th
0: I really wish it was in cinemas. I'm I'm ready for it to come out on like DVD and stuff like that, because yeah, I, I want to watch this, but I don't want to go to the theater and watch it. It's one of those. I just want to kind of watch at the house and just chill out with it. But yeah, I'm, I love the Resident evil movies. So it's time Which for just saying era. a lot
1: for you because you know they, it's they scary. Little... I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of video games, uh, did you have any time to play anything fun, new, exciting over this past week?
1: Uh, it was mainly Madden and and the show, and then I I did play a little bit more last. This past Sunday, um, on uh, tell me why. Oh, that's you know, see, that's no. money. To,
0: I need to jot down some work. I need to start that, so we can yeah. start having like conversations together about it yeah. and everything. I'm um, enjoying it. I have been. So I said last week I was be playing the new Pokemon game, which I am now. I've got my two badges now. I'm about to do my third one, but I've been playing it since Friday. Uh, it's okay. It's not the my favorite. Uh, edition of the game or of the series but the new little art style is okay and it's just more Pokemon so which I will play anytime they release one but the biggest thing I've been playing is the Halo Infinite multiplayer which shadow dropped which we talked about I think in last week's episode that was potentially going to be shadow dropped on Monday which we'll talk about everything that was announced during the Xbox 20th anniversary stream Uh, I've been playing that a whole lot, and Chris, I am in absolute love, and I can't put that damn game down. I've been going between it, I played and got as much trophies as I could on Call of Duty uh, Vanguard. I've got everything but two trophies to Platinum it, but the other two are just going to be a grind, and I'm not willing to grind it out right now. So, finished that up this week, played a little bit more of Death Stranding, uh, played a lot, a lot of Skyrim. twentieth anniversary of or ten year anniversary. I've played more I don't Chris, I don't know what year it is. I'm sitting here still playing Skyrim. I'm playing Halo. I'm playing Pokemon Pearl. I mean, I don't know what year it is. But it's it's been an absolute such a fun week playing all this. And of course this is, this would happen to be the week that I'm off of work. So I can't sit mm-hmm. here and put all this time in Halo Infinite multiplayer. And Chris it plays so damn good. It's it's they're calling it a yep. beta but, I mean, we've got three weeks now until the campaign comes out, which a lot of people played the first four missions of the campaign and are saying it's absolutely excellent and they're commending them for delaying the game. They said because this game needed it and it's so much fun to play. And I'm just like, oh. I and that's, just, that's always,
1: it. it's always good to hear with anything, whether it's a game or a film or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like we, we talked last week about the reshoots to Doctor Strange. If you're going to delay it, make it count right not like not like cyberpunk yeah what if they kept delaying delaying
0: delaying and it'll still crap so (laughs) the game that must not be repeated (laughs) (laughs) um so that was my week as far as uh my video gaming things uh let's get right into the news here uh the video game awards and nominations did come out we're gonna do that last so keep that in mind Uh, First news story here is Forza Horizon 5 continues to break records for Xbox Game Studios. Last week, we talked about so many young people playing it. uh, Playground Games has officially reported on their Twitter, thank you to more than 10 million Forza Horizon 5 fans for the biggest first week in Xbox history and Xbox Game Pass ever. So, 10 million players in one week. That's a lot. dude. It's so much fun. I, I have played it too, not as Thanks. much as everything else. And I still love that game. Like, and again, I don't play racing games that much. and I've said it before, but it's such, Forza Horizon 5 is special. And those numbers are obviously from Game Pass. I mean, I don't know how many people would have played this game if it wasn't for it. But that speaks to the volumes of how, how well Game Pass is doing. But speaking of Xbox, the Xbox 20th anniversary stream was this past Monday. We're going to fanbyte.com for all of the news that was dropped during this by Imran the Don Khan. Um, We're going straight through it. It has been two decades since Xbox launched in North America with the original console with its giant controller and crazy ideas about network connection to internal hard drives. Now Microsoft has held an anniversary stream celebrating those 20 years with a few new announcements and updates on their games. Robbie Bach, former Xbox executive that retired 10 years ago, talks about the Xbox candidly, saying it started as a business venture and even offhandedly mentions the lack of faith from inside of uh, Microsoft, which played to the next news story that a six-part documentary titled Power On, The Story of Xbox, got a trailer releasing on multiple streaming services December 13th. Documentarians partnered with Xbox for a full story about the internal creation of the console, including at least up through the story of the Red Ring. And that, that news got me really excited. Um, I know we, we talked about documentaries. You watch them some. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't. It's not really my thing. But you can bet your ass I'm watching every all six parts of this just because it, it gives an introspective of everything that I love and fell in love with gaming. Because Xbox is some of the first and earliest memories of gaming that I have. So it's going to be a lot of fun um phil spencer comes down stage wearing a halo infinite t-shirt uh, the, uh Imran said that game's already announced phil geez um then we got a new announcement over 70 backwards compatible games are coming to xbox including the entire max pain and fear series all original xbox Ooh. titles and some 360 games will get frame boost and auto hdr and there's a lot of good ones in that 70 list So if i'm, you ever sorry, have
1: to I'm talk, go I missed everything after Max Payne. Yeah, that's uh,
0: that's a big one. That's a, that'd be a yeah. good game for them to do a reboot of. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, this became a weird advertisement for Netflix's movie Red Notice, which is how I assume they got Dwayne Johnson to come back to record a segment in front of the green screen for money. Um, which he did pimp it out, but he said, "You know, I was on, he was on stage when they announced the first Xbox, so it was kind of a." Uh, Nice little introspective for 20 years of how much bigger he has gotten. So, um, Let's see. We got our first look at the Halo live action series coming to Paramount Plus, which is another streaming service I'm going to have to buy. Uh, They only show like a little 15 second clip and it looks great. I'm all in. Uh, Halo Infinite Talk culminating in a symphony playing Halo music set to footage throughout the series. Very nice. They did in Australia. Video game publishers do this live instrumenting thing a lot, and I always feel like they should make them dress up like characters from the game. All right, Um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite Multiplayer is out today, as was rumored off this past Friday, for Halo's 20th anniversary. You can download and start playing right now. And that was all they announced. And it was truly special. So at the same time that happened, my 20th anniversary Xbox controller got delivered at the same time. I'm holding oh. it up now. Where's this?
1: Schmancy
0: schmancy. It's it's beautiful. I mean, it's translucent. It's got the little uh, the twenty right here. This lights up. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty, lit up, and you've got your green little bumpers on the back. Really nice. It's now my new addition to the my console. I've got more uh, Xbox con- controllers now than I do for anything else. Just keep that in mind. And they're not done releasing things yet. <laughs> and then, on top of the same vein of all this Xbox anniversary talk, um, they dropped the mini fridge. I was fortunate to pre order one and it came in. So, oh, it's right, right. There in the back. It's actually over here to the left of my desk. I've got it turned on, lit up. It's the Xbox Series X, but a mini fridge. It's, it's perfect. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Um, and that came in yesterday, and I haven't even stocked it yet. So, But it's, it's lit up over here.
1: <sighs> oh, you drank everything last night you could have put in it. <laughs> dude, dude,
0: I don't know what was in that drink last night. I told my wife I got roofied. <laughs> I said, I don't know who did it, but somebody roofied me. Because I'm, I'm not a lightweight, and that messed me up bad. So um, let me go to my – the next news story is Halo Infinite is now the first ever Xbox Studios game to pass 200,000-plus players on concurrent on Steam, and it sets an all-time record for the for Halo. Uh, this is by Benji Sales on Twitter. Let's see. Halo Infinite is now the first-ever Xbox Studios game to pass 200,000-plus concurrent players on Steam and sets the all-time record. Uh, the top five is Halo Infinite with 201,044 and growing. Um, number two is Halo Master Chief Collection, which is 161,000. Forza Horizon 5, which is 81,000. This is all during the um, all at one time. Uh, Age of Empires 4, 73,000, almost 74. And Sea of Thieves, with 66,000. So, I mean, Xbox has just had a great week. Let's just be honest here. They've had a phenomenal mm-hmm. week. And then our next yeah. one here, which is our big story, one of our biggest stories here, the Video Game Awards nominations were released. And I'm going to IGN.com, uh, which has everything listed here. I'm just going to kind of breeze through them because there are 30 categories. And this was written by Adele Ankers, not the musician. We're starting off with most anticipated game, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. I personally voted for Horizon Forbidden West on that one. Best Esports Team. Recognizing a specific... specific e- I'm just going to read the, the categories. Best Esports Team. Atlanta Faze Call of Duty. KIA League of Legends. Navi CSGO. Team Spirit Dota 2 Sentinels for Valorant. Best Esports Game. Call of Duty, CSGO, Dota 2, League of Legends, Valorant. Best Esports Event. The International 2021, 2021 League of Legends World Championship, Valorant Champions Tour Stage 2 Masters, PGL, Major Stockholm 2021, PUBG Mobile Global Championships 2020. Best Esports Coach. Uh, Silent, Ing, Blade, Crowder, and Kakoma. Don't know any of them, to be honest with you.
1: Mm.
0: Content Creator of the Year, Dream, Fuseli, Gals, Ibai, and the Grift. Best multiplayer game. This is where we start getting to the actual gaming things here. Uh, Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, Valheim. Best Sim slash strategy game, Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription Microsoft Flight Simulator Best Sports and Racing Game F1 2021 FIFA 22 Hot Wheels Unleashed Forza Horizon 5 and Riders Republic. If you notice, no Madden and no MLB the show.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Madden gameplay sucks. Yeah, so
0: and, and FIFA got nominated, so which I feel like it gets nominated every year. Um, best Family Game It Takes Two Mario Party Superstars. New Pokemon Snap. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Warrior Wear. Get it together. Best fighting game. Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaba The Hinokami Chronicles. Guilty Gear Strive. Melty Blood Type Lumina. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Best RPG. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Monster Hunter Rise. Scarlet Nexus. Shin Megami Tensei V. Tales of Arise. Best action adventure game, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts 2. Best action game, Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, Returnal. Innovation and Accessibility. And I love this one just because I feel like every one of these creators and games did just that and... I'll all deserve rewards. I've, I've always, the game should be played by everybody by however means necessary and it's it's excellent. Uh, Far, yeah. Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, Best VR AR Game, Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4, Sniper Elite VR, Best Community Support, you can always guess what I voted for for this one. Apex Legends Escape, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite and No Man's Sky. Best Mobile Game, Fantasian, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Marvel Future Revelation, Pokemon Unite. Best Debut Indie Game, Kenna, Rage of Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, Valheim. Best Indie Game, 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Kenna, Burge of Spirits, Inscription, Loop Hero. Best Ongoing Game Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. Games for Impact Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tear, Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, No Longer Home. Best Performance Ariki Mori, Life is Strange, Giancarlo Esposito, Far Cry 6, Jason E. Kelly, Deathloop, Maggie Robertson, Resident Evil Village, Ozioma, Agagi, Deathloop, Best Audio Design, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Returnal, Best Score in Music, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Near Replicant Version 1.22474487139, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, The Artful Escape, Best Art Direction, Deathloop, Can of Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, The Artful Escape, Best Narrative, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, Two Col- True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonaut 2. Best Game Direction, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnals, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and finally our Game of the Year nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. <sighs> now, if I had to guess... Out of that list, for me, it's either going to be It Takes Two or Metroid Dread. Uh, a lot of people really enjoyed It Takes Two, and a lot of people really love mm-hmm. Metroid Dread. So, honestly, I feel like I would
1: go either one for those. <sighs> yeah, Whew. I mean, I haven't gotten around to playing. Any of
0: those? <laughs> Ratchet Clank's the only one I've played. I've seen gameplay and watched people beat most of the other ones. But uh, yeah. Ratchet Clank's the only one I've basically played.
1: Based on what I've seen of the gameplay, uh, I mean, I really liked Resident Evil Village. Yeah. so It's a nice game. I do think that the one award that Cyberpunk legitimately has a chance at is probably the music. Yeah, score. The audio design. Yeah. So, but Guardians is in there. Yep. <laughs> and they had some killer music. Yeah. <laughs> I still
0: need, I know we said we weren't going to play the game, but I've heard so much good things about it that makes me want to play it. I'm going to look at Black yeah. Friday for like a heavily discounted price, but I still, I'll probably play it at some point in my life. And then, but, go ahead.
1: Best performance, too, man. Like, Giancarlo Esposito. Mm. Hmm. I mean, all due respect to everybody else in the in that category. How <laughs> I see. does he not win?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. There was a lot of these, like a lot of these categories. I'm like, okay, these are the obvious winners, at least in my eyes, and he is one of them for his category. So, yeah. I mean, even if the game is not that good, didn't review well. Reviewed, you know, well, just not well enough. But. Like even his trailers, he's the one that they highlight the most, they talk about the most. So, I mean, I feel like he's got that one in the bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Noble New releases this week. Not a whole lot, for, which is weird for November. We've got Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker expansion for PC, PS5, and PS4 on November 23rd. Uh, guys, mm-hmm. that is it for this week's podcast. Make sure you watch Red Notice. And if you're going to your 10-year high school reunion, uh, maybe drink a beer or two, uh, nothing more, you know, uh, nothing mixed cocktail. Uh, guys, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NerdWide podcast. Don't forget to share on all your f- favorite social media platforms and for you to rate and review on this podcast on your favorite podcasting apps. On social media, you can follow the NerdWide account at nerd underscore wide on Twitter. You can also follow it on Facebook at nerdwide.com. You can follow me at Ty underscore haines, and you can follow Chris at mathtn7. As always, this week, this has been this week's episode of the Nerdway Podcast. And next week we're coming at you with episode 50, number fifty. We should have some fun with that one. Hopefully we'll get a bunch of good news to talk about. And we just have a
1: real fun show.
0: But until then, stay safe, everybody, and thank you for watching and listening.
1: Later, guys.